whatever else you might be having for Thanksgiving. Yeah. What's what's your favorite Thanksgiving food, Bo? Um, the nap afterwards. <laughs> the nap afterwards yeah. is your favorite food. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and open in prayer since our online friends are now with us, and uh, then we'll get started okay. in in the end. We'll start in the end. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for um, all those who are able to make it out. And Father, for those who are able to join us online, um, we lift up uh, Talisa's uh, mother-in-law. Father, just thank you that her um, prognosis has gotten better. We thank you that she's doing well with rehab. Uh, and just pray that that continues and that she's able to come home. Uh, Father, for the uh, Wade Barnett family just to be with them as they grieve uh, all the loss that they've had uh, in recent months. Uh, just be with them. Father, be with uh, Gary, uh, Janelle's father, as he has had a test. We hope that there's a result from the test so that they can find out what's going on there. Uh, Father, just continue to be with Jean Derringer as she uh, is in the hospital. Just be with the doctors and the nurses as they care for her uh, and help restore her to health. Father, for our church, as we have a business meeting tonight, as we have Bible study all over the campus, uh, we just pray that you would continue to move and continue to lead uh, and guide and direct us. All these things, Father, we thank you and praise you for. Amen. Amen. So tonight, uh, well, okay, this is the end of the story. Right. This is it. Tonight yeah. is it. After this, it's over. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we all know that sometimes the Bible can be a little confusing. It's not always cut and dry, clear. This is exactly what's going on. This is what it means. If you dig into it, you can usually figure it out because that's what the Holy Spirit does. It helps us, guide us, guides us into the truth. Um, but thankfully tonight, there is, there is one book in the Bible that is so <laughs> clear cut and dry, so straightforward that no one ever disagrees about anything that it says. And that's the book of Revelation. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be in the book of Revelation tonight. And, and Bo's going to uh, explain simple. it all. After that, after that intro, Bo's going to explain all of it because I would not say that that one's the easy one to understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, um, it's different from all the other ones, yeah. isn't it? All, all of the other books have... We can read it and look back... To the historical context mm -hmm. of when the book was written, who wrote it, and why they wrote it, and who they wrote it to, and what was going on. Um, this is the one book that we have that's full of things that haven't happened yet, for the most part at least. Yeah. And um, so we don't have that context to lean into to help us decipher um, what exactly is happening. So uh, there's a lot of opinions, a lot of um, interpretations of what this text means. And some of it um, is really good. They have really good reasons for thinking that mm -hmm. way, and some of it's not as good. Mm -hmm. um, they have poor reasons for thinking that way. Um, 
but there's a lot of ways to, to read this book. So it's a tricky one to discuss, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I guess something we haven't talked about mm-hmm. in here, at least, uh, that the story tries to communicate, it talks about the upper story and the lower story. Mm-hmm. The upper story being God's story. Um, what God is has set out to accomplish to save mankind, uh, just to redeem the world mm-hmm. um, from the curse of sin, uh, and the lower story being our story, how 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 humanity plays a role in in God's upper story, um, and we haven't really discussed that out loud necessarily, but I feel like this semester what we've tried to do is take the text and yes read it and help explain it and so we can all understand it but but taking it a step further than that and helping let us apply that to our lives mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. take take that um, that day to day what does this mean for me now in 2021 and uh so we kind of get both the upper story right. and the lower story, yeah. even though we haven't used that terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what we sort of discussed earlier, um, <laughs> it's been kind of a, a chaotic day here, yeah. Uh, yeah. and in a good way, just a, just a busy day. Yeah. yeah. So um, is looking at is looking at heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to look at Revelation 1, but I think I might wait. Like so, Maybe we'll do the end and then do, and go then, back to the beginning. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> if, we, if we have time for it. All right. um, so, which chapter did you want to start on? Uh, well, you know, if we, if we want to talk more about what Paul talked about Sunday, then he was obviously in 19. Um, but, I mean... You know, 21 and 22 is the end, the end. So, why don't we just start here? When you, when you all think of spending eternity with God, what comes to your mind? What do you think about? Maybe no time clocks. <laughs> no time, no clocks. time clocks. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of the worst sounds in the world is the alarm clock in the morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> the joy of no sin. Yeah. No sadness. Singing. <laughs> you okay, David? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. Good yeah, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a great answer. Hey, look. Everybody in heaven is going to be able to sing. Everybody yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 
I had kind of talked to Bo smidge about this, but like I think about, wow, it's forever. Mm-hmm. And like we can't, even if we really try to think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, it's never going to end, ever. Which is great, but it's like when your mind tries to wrap <laughs> around that. Same thing. I have a little bit of a mini panic. I do too. I do too, and it's crazy. And then Bo said something. Which is really weird. I went down, so I'm like, yeah. Yes, but you know what? God will be the like, you're, you're an no, idiot. The thought of no and then I'll be, I'll be cured, and I'll be fine. And I'll yeah, frolic like around with the lions and the lambs. Horrifying. Yeah, to me a little bit, but but Bo, Bo made me feel better, and he was like, you know, when you like start a, a movie or a show or a series or a yeah. whatever, and you're like, oh, it's so good, I never, I never wanted to it. end. He was like, heaven's gonna be like that, mm-hmm. that yeah, times a billion, so it's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Yeah. I think one of the greatest things might be when Rodney King was the right guy that got beat out of him at Los Angeles. And one of the most profound things I think I ever heard him say is why we all can't get along. Well, when we go to heaven, we all will be able to get along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It also kind of freaks me out that, like, I don't really, like, we just have, or I won't speak for everyone. For me, I've always had this, like, misty, heavenly, Nothing's really like, um, like I can't sit on this chair, you know, like weird, weird stuff, like weird stuff that people think of heaven in the clouds and, you know, yeah. like I want it, I don't want it to feel like a dream, which is what I get scared of. Like, what if it feels like weird and dreamlike and not like this? I need it to feel like this. I need to be able to touch Tara and see Tara mm-hmm. and not be like white and cloudy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just need it to be like this right now. Yeah. But like perfect. You need it to be concrete. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Which not, nothing has told me that it's not. I just, that's my like, Right. Yeah. A lot of people have kind of that view of the clouds. and So yeah, it's easy to kind of go dream sequence on it. Um, I do think there's enough stuff in scripture to say that it will be concrete mm-hmm. just just if you Streets look at gold yeah well and just if you look at the fact even when jesus resurrected he allowed the disciples to touch him mm-hmm. right so touch is important to him as well um so if if touch and and that tangible quality is important to him <coughs> in that setting i think it will also be in eternity um yeah and he was just the first fruits of that we're, right. we're all going to receive that a yeah a body, a glorified, glorified body, body right. yes, perfected for eternity, um, with the ability to sing, mm-hmm. with the ability to sing. Right. Right. Yeah. I remember as a kid, you know, putting stuff together that I heard the preacher say, and I had it in my head that it was going to be one continuous uh, church potluck <laughs> with the with the with the southern gospel sing, and I wasn't so sure I was on board for that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the food God provided in the Old Testament manna, that's translated, what is it? So technically, all the food will be food you can't identify. Just just saying. No more money. Here we go. Squash casserole. No more money or lack thereof. Right? It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it what strikes from what I've always thought about is there's no more death and no <coughs> sorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now be a reunited Pokemon once. Yeah. I'm pondering. Yeah. 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 Only joy, no sadness. Only gain, no loss. Sounds pretty good. Right? Yeah. I, I think about like what Janelle had kind of said that last thing, um, like how it's going to be and is it concrete and all that. It's like, you know, if God created this and then, you know, we, we have so many like spectacular things here on mm -hmm. earth and like, you know, mountains and, you know, beautiful <coughs> scenery and just really cool things. It's like, it's just, it's going to be so much better <laughs> there. And I, and I know that it is because he created it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's going to be all the good things on earth, mm -hmm. minus all the bad things, plus a million times better. Yeah. Than that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to your point, when you look at things that he's created, um, towards the end of last week, I was able to go to an aquarium and just looking at these jellyfish, mm -hmm. right? And the ones they had there are just these little discs. And you look at them and they're moving and they're living and they're clear, see-through, but they have everything they need to sustain life by his design. And that's and one thing. That's, that's one, one thing, and it's thing. small, but it's so complex, right? And so, yeah, when you think about all of that, and then, yeah, whatever it is, is like is going to be great. Um, it's hard for me to think about, like, forever, you know, and yeah. then, like, there's no sun because light comes from God. Right. You know, and it's every, so I, I don't like to think about, so, like, what I think what I think of is, like, well, I, I shouldn't say I don't like, I do like it, but it's hard to comprehend. Mm -hmm. So we live in this big cube city, or we at least visited, or something, you know, that they, and so I like to wonder, you know, are we going to be like the labyrinth, like, why walking upstairs, <laughs> but I'm upside down, and I'm really going down? Listen, you listening know, to David Bowie. Like that, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> the only thing I'm saying, gravity still, his, still opinion, his yeah. opinion was that when we get to heaven, we, that means we're going to be absent of work, that we'll have work to do. Mm -hmm. So anybody that thinks it's going to be one big vacation, they might have it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, Donna Horn online said, I've always thought it doesn't really matter to me what it's like. It's going to be just right, even if I don't know what that is. Yeah. 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 I know when you and I were talking about it earlier today, one of the things we talked about was just, like right now there's no way to comprehend how the Trinity works. Right, how Father, Son, Holy Spirit are three individuals, yet three in one at the same time. When we're there, we're going to be able to see it function. Like we're going to be able, to, like that's that's mind blowing to think about the questions we have about the Trinity now. There'll be common knowledge then. Yeah. Yeah, because now we see through a glass darkly. Right. Then face to face. Then face to face. And, and I've heard it said before, too, that all the questions we have, when we get up there, we're not going to care. We're right. just going to want to yeah. be there with right. God. Yeah. When she said we only see in part, her Sunday school lesson was taught by Dr. DeFore. 
And he said, Revelation is almost like rolling God's scalp back and looking in his brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also said to him in conclusion that even though Revelation is revealing God, also on the other side of the page, we only see in part. So we're looking on one side where God is revealing, but he has not yet revealed mm -hmm. everything to us. Yeah, yeah. good things yeah I'm really encouraged that no one said I'm going to get wings and a halo and a white robe <laughs> I don't need any Looney Tunes theology in here tonight um, so that's good that was, that was all good well you want to read about it yeah what 21 start, start 21 that's the new creation right yeah. We'll find some of these concrete details for Janelle so she right. feels better. <laughs> uh, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. <clears throat> What's something you can't wait to be made new? I have diabetes. I'm done with that. I'm ready to be done with that. <coughs> no more shots. No more shots. Yeah. Maybe the weather. The weather. The weather. Yeah. The perfect temperature every day. Sunny with a high of 75. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. And I'm thankful for that. Because uh, that's something that I couldn't afford, is it? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> water of life. Um, he who overcomes will inherit all this. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and the liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. 
one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, and three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and high as it was long. He measured its walls, and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurement, which the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass, the foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third, I don't know how to say that word, um, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh crystallite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth uh, chrysopras, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful be shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel, sorry, you, you going on? You just, I'm, well, I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just trying to stand there. And there's see a, it, there's you know? a lot there in 21, man. You got something to say? Then there, we can yeah, stop. I don't know. There, there's just a lot in 21. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a whole chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got a very large city, for one. You got the church, capital C church, being adorned in God's glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot that I think we could we can unpack and talk about. You know, it talks about that that there's no temple because God is mm-hmm. the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in this day when there was a temple, actually yeah. there wasn't when this was written; it was well, destroyed right, at this point. Right, but yeah. 
in, in the time that Jesus walked on earth when there was a temple, they would close the gates of the temple at night. Um, there was no access mm-hmm. at that point to the temple. Mm-hmm. And uh, further, if you think even further back to the tabernacle in, in the Old Testament before there was a temple, it only had one gate, technically. Um, but they had three tribes on every side of the tabernacle, just like it's described here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting to this about this to me is that there's not just one gate anymore. There's 12 gates, which means everyone from every tribe has equal access to the temple, to, to God. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but those gates are never shut which means we have forever and always access yeah. from wherever we might be to, um, to God. And, you know, no separation from Him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would be interested, what stood out to any of you guys in chapter 21 from the description of of the new creation or new Jerusalem I'm a little shocked that it can be measured yeah so maybe those are supposed to be really large measurements to demonstrate that you can't really fathom how big it is right so stadia which is what it says here 12,000 stadia um Stadia was uh, an individual stadia was 600 feet. So the measurement they're given there is about 1,400 miles. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I can't see that. so the city basically is 1,400 miles that way, 1,400 miles that way. <laughs> like, that's a really, really large square. Um, yeah. So I, I agree. The measurement given is so massive. But if you compare it to the size of the earth, Right. It's small. <laughs> when they say the way is narrow, right. it's narrow. So yeah. how many people can that accommodate? Unless the people are about that big. As we know the earth, mm-hmm. so we don't know, we really don't know. No, but we, well, the chapter we does. Imagine, but the mind cannot imagine no. the greatness of the Lord. Right. Yeah. The chapter does start saying that heaven and earth will pass away and there will be a new heaven and earth made. So it might be a completely different size than the earth we live on now. We, we don't no, know. No. We don't know that. And as far as what's on the rest of that new earth, new heaven and earth, we have chapter 22 that explains some more of what happens in that, outside, in that, of the, yeah. outside of the city. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else stand out to you guys? In 21. Yeah. In 21, yeah. Some of it echoes what some people are already sharing they were looking yeah. forward to, right? I think it's like taking one step forward, two backwards, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, the minute you start feeling like you understand it, you see something else that you're like, well, that that's mind-blowing. Yeah. 
think it's strange that we that we won't need the sun or the moon to shine on it because God's glory illuminates so deeply. It's like when Moses wasn't even allowed mm-hmm. to look directly at God because of how much his glory was. Yeah. And so you just could see, R.C. Sprouse did something and what I listened to about, he could only see his backside, essentially. Right. Yeah. Because his glory was so much. So much you can't process it. Yeah. It, it's like one of those things you can't process just how glorious and how bright he will be because we can't even look at the sun. So <laughs> right. how much can it, how much brighter can it be? So. Yeah. 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 And I think even as much detail that is provided, mm-hmm. it's still so hard mm-hmm. to comprehend what that's really going to look like right. because we have nothing to compare it to. Right. I mean, we don't have streets of gold. We don't have <laughs> Jasper. We don't ha- I mean, yeah. you know, we don't have anything that says, oh, so that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, as much detail as there is, to me, it just raises even more questions. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah. Gate, a, a gate made out of one singular right. pearl. pearl. Like, wh- what? How, How does that... Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. How's that work? If it's a pearl that big, how can I walk through it? Uh, right. I mean, there's all these right. questions. Um, yeah. So I don't guess we'll have any electric cars. <laughs> I, pro- I don't guess we would need them, right? I mean, it's you know. I, we just probably think we're going to go and we're there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and going back to. Uh, Darby's comment about the light. If you if you go back to Genesis, when God created light, um, he creates light before he ever creates the sun and moon, which, again, we have no reference for that. Like, our whole lives, the sun and the moon have existed. So, to have the concept of light existing without what we know to be sources of light, how do you process that, Right? I think it's cool at the end of 21, uh, around verse 24, where it says, The nations will walk in, in its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Each day its gates will never close because it will never be night there. They will bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Um, I, I forgot who it was I heard teaching on this, but they were talking about, if you think about what, what's the glory and honor of the nations, Right? So, if you think about cultures of the world, every culture on the face of this planet is different, right? I mean, if we think about our Earth right now, think about different cultures around the globe. They all have different things that, that is either a strength of their culture or something beautiful from their culture, right? So, if, if we want really good food, what culture would we want to go to right now? If you want to have a fine meal, where are you going to go? Maybe Italy. maybe Italy or France, right? <laughs> like you just think of good food, rich food with, with there. Uh, if you want, um, I don't know, you, you think of uh, gymnastics and dance and, and just all sorts of things. There's just different cultures that have different strengths. And the person I heard teaching on this was saying, imagine in God's kingdom, because we know every tribe and tongue and nation will be represented. So imagine the best parts of every culture being gathered, all being presented to glorify God. Not to glorify man, the way it may have been used in their culture, but but being turned for what it was originally intended 
every beautiful thing on earth, whether it be art, whether it be music, whether it be food, any of that, being used to the best possible way that it can be used to glorify God. And that's just chapter 21. Um, I can't, I'm still thinking about the glory. I can't stop. I'm not, the uh, what's, what's the difference between Moses and us? Moses wasn't even allowed in the promised land, and that makes me feel terrible <laughs> myself. You know, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. She got prideful and hit a rock and said, here, I made water, essentially. It, it's it's so hard because I know my pride, and I know how I am, and I, I, can't, I can't live to that standard even with myself sometimes. But I also know he killed a man, and I know that, you know, there was redemption for him and how much God loved him and how he used him. Um, but I, I, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm, I definitely wouldn't have been allowed in the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. He wasn't and, until transfiguration. Transfiguration. Right. Um, and whatever chapters in here, uh, a lot of people think that that's Moses and Elijah also. Chapter about in, in, 11. In Revelation, the two that come. I think it's 11. Yeah, 11. Um, because of the Mount Transfiguration and because it says in verse 6 that these men have power to shut up the sky so that it will not rain. Well, who did that? Elijah. Yeah. Um and they have the power to turn the waters into blood and destruct the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Well, who did that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's in more, Moses' story. Moses', right? Moses yeah. story, yeah. God did both of them. But, right. Um, uh, is, is the difference the, you're the, going for that, that he lived before Christ and we are benefiting by living after? Is that is where you're going? Yes, that is the difference. That is the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, even though Moses believed God like Abraham believed God Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as what? Righteousness Righteousness right? Uh, Genesis 15 Moses believed God and was basically given an IOU IOU righteousness well when did that righteousness come? With Jesus, when Jesus <laughs> yeah. died and raised from the dead. Yeah, um, Jesus said it is finished. And so, essentially, what I believe is that I was um, I prayed and received Christ in 1996, I think. 
But where? But when was I really saved? If God takes me and places me in Christ, and um, forgives me of all my sin, and gives me eternal life, because Jesus has eternal life. It offers us eternal life. Well, eternal life has no beginning and has no end. So, um, where was I saved? I was saved at the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Where was Moses saved? At the death. He was saved at the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All of, all of us who have believed were saved by one source and at one time by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the difference between Moses and us today is that Moses had not yet received the righteousness of Christ because Christ had not yet died and rose again. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have received the righteousness of Christ because he already has accomplished that. So um, even here where we see in, in chapter 21, talking about the light, um, it it talks here about um, how the uh, that it's shown with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel mm -hmm. um, talking about this this bride and so I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering and you, and you mentioned Moses like he he did see God's backside and he came down the mountain and what was going on with his face? They, it. He, they had to cover it, right? Because it was glowing. He didn't even realize it, but it was glowing with the glory of God. Um, he went radioactive. He, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so they had to put a veil over his face for a while until it, it eventually faded. Um, but Paul talks about in either First or Second Corinthians how we are being changed from glory to glory and ever-increasing glory. Mm -hmm. Like Moses, Moses' glory was fading away, but ours is increasing day by day. Um, and so I wonder if this light, uh, because God is, is sharing his glory with his, his people. Like I think about, like, what if you're in a room with the curtains on the windows? Well, how does God's light get in there? Well, maybe... It's his people. Like maybe we're shining with that glory too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Paul would write, you know, stuff like, like, yeah, Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, but in a sense that. We're both human. We're not any different than Moses. I've never killed a person. But my sin was just as... It had the same wage that mm -hmm. his did. Mm -hmm. um, and that was death. Well, who, who died in my place? It was Jesus. And praise God for it because I couldn't afford the living water. <laughs> but he said, come without cost and drink. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but oh well, I don't know where I was going with that now. 
Oh, Paul said that, <laughs> therefore, uh, there, is, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So whereas as Moses had to be punished because Jesus had not yet received that punishment for him, we might be punished on this earth too, like he was. But for eternity's sake, we're not. We're, we're not condemned mm-hmm. now, not in the future. But if we're in Christ, we are right now in this very moment not condemned. And the truth is, no one, no one of us can ever exist outside of right now. Unless someday I can afford a DeLorean <laughs> and uh, go back in time. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> uh, I will never exist outside of now. And uh, that means that even if I were to pull back and punch Jonathan in the face right now, like, I'm not condemned because of Jesus. <laughs> I would never do that because Jesus doesn't want me to. But right. And my son knows karate. He would come yeah. get you. He would come and he's you. as big as I am. That's right. So that's right. He'd take me out. But that's a good difference to, to have. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> So, big city, lots of space. Chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations." No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His face will be on their foreheads. Uh, His name, sorry. His name will be on their foreheads. Um, There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must take place. Um, what Does that remind you all of anything, That for those first five verses? Garden of Eden. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the, the beauty of, of this book book is that we we start in the garden and we end in the garden and the whole thing is this upper story of God bringing humanity who had who was cursed because of sin and cast out of the garden he's it's his story of redemption of how he's bringing us back into the garden mm-hmm. so that we can spend eternity in this in this perfect place um, with him uh, so there's just a beautiful symmetry uh, to Scripture in that way. <clears throat> and I love, you know, verse 3, no longer will there be any curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all have any thoughts? I have a hard time with 
hard time picturing that there's this one tree that's growing on both sides of a river. <laughs> oh, man. It messes with me a little bit. And a river going down the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so all I can figure is that it's just so magnificent that John's not really sure how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's, you know, we had... Where else did we have a tree? <laughs> we had a couple of trees in the Garden of Eden, too, didn't we? A few, yeah. And um, one of those trees was meant to give life. Mm-hmm. And here's this tree. It's producing this crop, you know, and... Every month. And in fact, this is the tree of life. It's producing this crop, and and even its leaves. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what this means, but <laughs> it's the, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And man, do we not need some healing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just a, um, I guess, self-reflection. I've noticed as I've grown older, like. Um, I mean, not even that many years ago in college, that kind of around that age. Like, you know, I've been a Christian. I grew up in church. I was a Christian at a, you know, young age. And so I've grown up for a long time knowing that I was going to be in heaven, but always having that thought like, oh, I don't really want to go right now. (laughs) I want to get married and I want to have kids and just kind of always... And I feel like it's just kind of always this like, oh, I'm so glad that's going to happen, but just not now. And I just am so thankful. It's not, I guess it's good and not good, but like the older you get, and I feel like the more that God works on you and shows you himself, and the older you get and the more that you see how broken this place is, the more I find myself yearning for it. I don't have to see any more kids with cancer. I don't have to see anyone suffering anymore. Like being in a home situation that's just unthinkable. Like, there will just be no more of that. Mm-hmm. And I find myself longing, longing for him to come back. Just because yeah. I'm so tired of all that. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for God. Like, sometimes I think when I'm so, whatever, I feel like I'm such a mess, I just think, and thankful that he works on me even through the mess. Mm-hmm. That I, I can feel and see that he does work through me and changes my heart for what he wants instead of what I want. Because the things that, of course I'd love to see my kids grow up and grandkids and all those things, but none of those things matter. It is so much bigger than that. Yeah. And so I'm thankful that I can see the work that he's done in my heart over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're we're pretty much out of time. Uh, it goes quickly sometimes. It does go quickly. I, <coughs> I uh, what 
want to close with a little a little story. Um, well, it ties into it ties into chapter one and chapter twenty one and twenty two. But um, in chapter one of Revelation, uh, in in verse twelve, John turns around and he sees the voice that was speaking to to him, and it says, "And when I turned, I saw." seven golden lampstands and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest his head and hair were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were like blazing fire um, and so we get this picture of of Jesus standing in the middle of these golden lampstands. And, you know, there's we've talked about the temple in here. We've talked about heaven and light and glory. And, well, for the Jews who had grown up under this system of belief, you know, they, they, they knew the stories about how God's glory used to be, used to reside in the temple. And... They, they knew the stories of how God's glory guided the people when they were wandering in the wilderness. Um, and it was this brilliance, this, this light. And they had in the temple, because God instructed them to build it this way, they had um, a, 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 a lampstand with these seven lamps. And there were three on each side with one in the middle. And the, the middle lamp they called the, the Ner Elohim, it was the lamp of God. And in their own historical records, they write that the Nur Elohim, the lamp of God, that it, um, that it faced the Shekinah, the glory, and that the, the other lamps faced it. And they used the Ner Elohim to light the other lamps. So it was the main one, the one in the middle. And um, even though it was the biggest one, it, it, it had this, it, they were oil lamps. So it had, it had the same amount of oil that they gave it every evening as the sun would set. They would relight the lamps. And um, they record that this miracle happened. It happened for hundreds of years. That the Ner Elohim, um, it, it, they were to light the lamps so that, so that the temple would be lit, the, inside, the, in, the inner part of the temple would be lit over the, overnight. Well, they put the same amount of oil in each. The Ner Elohim lights the other lamps, and those six lamps would stay lit. They put enough oil in to last for the longest winter night. So it would last the longest night of the year. But miraculously, the Ner Elohim would stay lit until the following evening. So it would stay lit for 24 hours, and they couldn't explain it. It was just this miracle. It kept happening over and over and over. And that happened for a really long time, hundreds of years, until, and this is what they write, this is how they write it, until... 40 years before the destruction 
of the temple. Mm-hmm. Well, the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and there is some debate about when Je- Jesus died, but most everyone says it's either 30 or 33 AD. Mm-hmm. Well, 40 years before 70 AD is 30 AD. And how often, um, it, a couple of times, Jesus claims to be the light of the world. In fact, even when Jesus is a baby, he goes to the temple, his parents take him to the temple, and Simeon, the priest, says that he is a light for revelation. And and then we get here to chapter 1 of Revelation, and we see Jesus positioned as the middlemost lamp, the lamp of God. Um who lights all of the other lamps. Mm-hmm. And when we're kids, if you grew up in church as a kid, you learned the song, right? This little light of mine, mm-hmm. I'm going to let... He lights all the other lamps. And then we get to the end, and it's such, this, it's such a little detail, but I love it, and so that's why I wanted to close with it. Um, in in twenty one twenty three, And the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And the Lamb is its lamp. And so, um, I just want to encourage all of us to remember that we, we are the other lamps looking to Jesus who, who lights us up and who never goes out um, so that we can light up this world uh, but that I guess concludes the story it does it's been a fun journey and we're glad you guys have been with us um, Lord thank you so much for your upper story and how it intersects with our lower story how you want to move through us and and um, and minister through us to this world and how you are redeeming and making all things new again. We look forward to the day that we will see you face to face. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Catch you guys, not next week. December 1st. But the one after. December 1st. On the flippity flip. See ya.